0: Do you have questions about your health? Do you need to find out what's keeping you from feeling your absolute best? If so, your intuition has guided you to the right place. I am Dr. Charlize, and welcome to the Art of Healing podcast community. In this podcast, we explore all topics in health and wellness, from Reiki to functional medicine, energy medicine chakras and meditation join me every week for fresh new episodes that highlight healers various healing modalities and use this as your opportunity to find what healing works best for you if you want to learn more about me simply google at dr Charlize. enjoy Welcome back to the Art of Healing Podcast. This is Charlize. Today's topic, I would like to discuss some of the challenges and the myths that can happen when you're trying to create a meditation practice. And I'll offer uh, some, some advice to help get through those. So if you have looked at any of my other content or read any of my blog posts, um, you'll see a very common thing, which is that I'm frequently discussing a meditation practice. Um, I, I do this because I, I treat individuals in two settings. I am a Reiki practitioner, and then also I'm a practicing clinical physician. So of course, if someone were to ask me what is the number one cause of illness, I would say stress at the root of every illness that I deal with. Stress, either acute stress that is chronic, is at the root of that illness. And one of the easiest ways we can alleviate stress, learn to identify stress, Maybe with even more practice, learn to master our minds when dealing with stress is with a meditation practice. So I have a few blog posts in which I discuss how you can get started with meditation, ways to get started with meditation. Um, and of course, I'm working on recording some meditations to help, um, to provide some some help But um, I do hear a lot of the same challenges, and mostly from my patients, where the concept of meditation is very new to them. Before I get too deep into it, I do want to present the idea of meditation as a practice, So, uh, which we we somewhat think about it. We often think about uh, an activity as a practice such as I'm in the practice of medicine, or someone has a yoga practice. So when we say practice, um, keep in mind, we're saying that we don't have that activity perfected, that we return to the activity over and over, hoping to gain more from it, hoping to give more to it. But in a way, when we say practice, we're not saying that we're ever going to perfect this activity. Matter of fact, we are sort of making a pledge that we will never have perfected it. Meditation as an activity is a personal healing practice. I like for individuals to think of it, if you're starting this as an activity that you're going to devote your time to for part of the day, you're going to devote your energy to, And preferably, if at all feasible, you will have in mind a place that you want to do it daily, or you'll have at least a time that you have picked out, even if the place needs to change. But that you'll, if you're going to be starting meditation, I often ask my patients to try this, and I do have a course that corresponds to this, which is 21 Day Meditation Journey. Uh, that one's the 21-Day Meditation Challenge. So basically, um, the way that I like to think of it is like if you were going to start yoga at home, if you were going to start um, resistance training, or if you were going to start walking, you're going to devote your time and attention every day to this activity. Um, in terms of meditation and that practice, you, especially when you're very first beginning, you um, I I like to lean more on the devotion of daily rather than seeing that you will succeed, that there will be a success at the activity. Because um, as we know, it is a practice. And of course, um, when you are meditating, there will be challenges, there will be things that come up, there will be interruptions, external or internal, that disrupt the practice. One of the most common issues that I believe I hear whenever I'm talking to my patients that have something like anxiety or insomnia, when I introduce the idea of a regular meditation practice is they often say, well, I can't sit still. I can't sit still quietly for that long. There's just no way I can do that. It makes me feel nervous or agitated. Um, Many individuals often say they will feel worse. They will feel anxious if they attempt to sit still or sit quietly. And definitely um, that's understandable. So how can we deal with that challenge? So, um, A lot of people don't realize that you can actually meditate or be in a mindful state while you're doing something else. For instance, um, a very common practice for meditation students, I am studying a meditation course right now, is walking meditation. And it's just as it sounds, you will bring yourself into a quieter mind state while you are walking. And um, this can be done without any guidance. Um, actually, I can just talk you through it right now. So if you want to do a walking meditation, at some point um, when you're taking a walk, um, as you start, walk, you know, just start to walk at a comfortable pace, not so much that you want to walk with lots of speed, um, but at a you know, pace where you're moving, but moving comfortably, And at the first stage of it, just focus your attention on your feet, paying particular attention to where your feet touch the ground. And you may even say something like, my right foot touches the ground. My left foot touches the ground. And then you can gradually move your attention up to, you know, my my right leg flexes, my left leg flexes. And then moving your attention up, I take a breath. I take a breath. So it's, it's really that simple. Um, so you can do a walking meditation, which if you, so I like to walk for exercise. That's actually one of my, um, my main activities is walking. Um, so when I do this, um, my favorite, my, um, my pleasure, well, I mean, it's times it's a guilty pleasure, but I love my audiobooks, I love audible. Um, I would love to tell the listeners that everything I listen to is very astute and very educated and very highbrow and that I only listen to self-improvement. That is just not going to be honoring my highest self. So when I'm listening to Audible, I am listening to um, lots of science fiction. Um, I have one particular book that is a guilty pleasure of mine, um, it's the um, the U series. Uh, I shouldn't go too much into that. but So when I'm doing my typical walk, um, I would usually be listening to an, an audio book. But if I decide I'm going to walk um, to do this in a form of meditation, um, I would perform my walk without audio input. And that way I can devote some of my attention to listening to sounds, listening to the nature around me. Or using my eyes to really see the colors, to really witness these. So, and it's a skill. I'm learning it. And um, at some point, I will um, actually create a walking meditation to, to download because I think that's a really nice way to help anyone that's wanting to meditate but does not feel they can sit still. The next issue that I frequently hear, and definitely. This happens to me. Although after um, participating in a meditation practice for years, I'm, I'm embracing this, is I can't stop my mind from racing. I can't stop thinking. That's why I can't meditate. My thoughts race. Um, so, of course, um, that sort of racing mind, lots of mind chatter, we call that chitta in the practice of yoga, um, plagues all of us at different times of our life, at different times in our day. Maybe it's constant. A lot of individuals with insomnia, particularly, will complain of this mind chatter that, um, and the phenomena that they describe, and we all experience this. I don't think this is just my patients, um, is that as they're settling into sleep or getting even drowsy, that the mind chatter will start almost like a machine of, you know, an object, a thing to worry about, that they begin to add layers on, takes on a circular pattern until it's a thought that just really just keeps re-energizing itself and it just goes and goes and eventually disrupts sleep, wakes them up and even gets the the uh, heart pumping harder and really is not conducive to sleep. And for many individuals, this happens uh, during meditation. And if they're attempting to meditate, it is very hard to know what to do with this and it feels disruptive. So what do we do about it? So um, my advice, um, if you are performing a meditation practice and you've decided that you want to use a guided meditation, um, such as my program, the 21 Day Meditation Challenge, um, if you're in a meditation and the racing thoughts happen, You can honor those thoughts. Give them a brief second. If you have guidance, try to tune back into the guidance. Do your best not to get upset with yourself. Do your best not to get angry with yourself. But with practice, you'll soon learn how to train your mind, how to move away from those racing worry thoughts back to where you desire your attention. So if it's a guided meditation, odds are... You desire your attention to be on the guidance that's walking you through this meditation progress process. If you're doing just breath work, if you're maybe deciding I'm going to meditate and I'm just going to use my breath, uh, or you're a yoga practitioner and you're doing pranayama and you're just wanting to do that, if the racing thoughts start start to you know surge ahead, then just try to take your attention back to your breath. So. That advice, it's really easy for me to give that advice just kind of casually, but I know it's difficult and it is difficult for me. Um, Definitely when my stress levels are higher, I find it very hard to return my mind away from those worry worry thoughts to um, my putting my attention back where I want it in my meditation. This is where that thing of this is practice comes in. So, if you're in a meditation session and let's say the, the mind matter, the worry thoughts, the cheetah are intense and they won't stop, I would advise you to continue your meditation practice. Stay in that practice, even with the thoughts racing. I know that sounds like torture. However, if you're trying to create this practice and create this habit, it will help you grow personally it will help you grow spiritually to finish out the practice this doesn't mean that the practice has failed not at all but it's simply good maybe at the end of that practice to honor that process Um, also if that's happening in more than one session of meditation, if you're tracking yourself over 21 days and you're at day three, four, and five, and that keeps happening, um, at the next session, maybe take something that you can journal or write with and, um, maybe write down the worry thoughts before you attempt to meditate or go ahead and do your session and then document the worry thoughts afterwards. Just put them on paper, Again, not that you're going to act on them and you really don't want to judge them. Just to put them somewhere else other than your mind can be therapeutic. And I hope that makes sense. That, And I hear that so much from my patients that, you know, I'm not going to be able to stop these thoughts. And I'm not even say trying. you should try to stop them. Just understand that in your meditation journey, in your journey of learning to work with your mind in your breath, this is part of it. So it hasn't failed. This is going to be a stage that you go through. But if you'll have faith and keep trying, that stage should resolve itself. The next challenge I often hear from individuals um, that are wanting to meditate but don't know how or feel overwhelmed with the thought of it is simply, I'm going to fail. So this is probably the most important that they feel that they will start meditating. And, you know, I think probably because they've seen images online, images on Instagram or Pinterest that show an individual sitting in perfect stillness, cross-legged on a beach, not moving. Um, And the image gives you the feeling that they've been that way for 45 minutes perfect priests, and and just downloading all this information from the universe. And so they think, well, that's not going to happen for me, so that's a failure. So this myth is the biggest one to dispel. If you have decided you want to meditate, and you want to start with five minutes a day, and you sit down and do five minutes a day, you've already succeeded. You have succeeded from the time you decided to do it. That was a success to the process of doing it. That was a success all the way to completion. Now, what transpires during that event, that can vary, but there essentially is no way that you can fail. Your experience may vary each time you attempt to meditate, each time you meditate, but it doesn't mean that it failed. The most important thing is that you're setting the framework of working with your mind, and getting used to this practice that is something you can do your entire life. I have to tell the listeners, you know, I work with patients in their 90s. I work with patients that are over 100 years old, and I really love the idea that there's an activity that you can do at the age of five and at the age of 100. Well, there's several. You can breathe, your heart can beat, and at any point in your life, you can meditate and reap benefits, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so there's no way that you can fail at this. There's there's no failure. The experience may not always be pleasant, but if you'll just please take it on faith that even by listening to this podcast, you've succeeded. Even by thinking about it, you've succeeded. Even by making an attempt and getting up and running off because you didn't want to sit in that silence, you succeeded because you've had the experience and you're constantly growing. As always, thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. Um, It's always a pleasure to share this time with the listeners and feel free to share with me. Um, I will share my email, which is Charlise at Healing Arts Health and Wellness.com. Um, send me an email if you've got questions about meditation, if you have questions about Reiki. Definitely send me an email if there's a topic that you would like me to discuss. If you've listened or read some of my other content and there's a topic that you have questions about, I would definitely love to engage and find out more of what you all are thinking. So much gratitude for spending your time with me. Thank you so much. And until next week, bye bye. Thank you so much for joining during this episode of the Art of Healing podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please leave a review. Also, you can check your show notes to find out how to get a copy of this and future episodes emailed directly to your inbox available to listen to anytime. Finally, if you have questions or wish to connect to me, check your show notes to find out how we can get connected and found out how I can be of service to you.